Well, welcome to the Empower Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Hey, great to see school back if you're a parent here, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, after 10 weeks of holidays, I mean, that's what it was for our family. That was, you know, I was kind of racking my brain trying to think, okay, what else can we do, you know, with our children, you know, and uh, it's just great to see them all back there. They're all moving forward. I know when they made the announcement, all the kids went, yeah, like that, two more weeks. All the parents went, what? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's been wonderful, but it's good to see everybody back in action again. But uh, we are uh, moving into our series called We Are Empower. And we're going to be diving into, uh, you know, our four mission statements over these next three Sundays, which lead up to Empower Conference uh, coming up in three weeks from now. And uh, I, I'm just, I, I love the fact that these mission statements are really, you know, the, they bring clarity to our vision. They bring clarity to the steps that we take as a church. And they are know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And uh, I believe it is important for us as a church and churches, we are one church in two locations, Caloundra and Innisfail. If you are a guest today, we have another location in North Queensland. And, uh, but the heartbeat is really to know why we're here, what we're here to do, and uh, really to be able to move into that throughout the year. And uh, how many know it's important to have vision for your life in general? You need to have revelation. You need to have vision for your life. And it is important as a church and churches to know what we're here to do to know how we're moving forward together, know the heartbeat of the house, heartbeat of the church. And you know, these four mission statements were really, um, you know, given and or they're taken from a scripture that God gave me over 12 years ago. Pastor Kate and I have been the pastors for 11 years, but a year before we took the church on, you know, we um, uh, this scripture was laid in my heart. God gave me a vision and as Luke 4, 18 and 19, says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And all, there's four different themes that run through these two verses. And that's where we get our four mission statements. And, uh, and, and you know, today I wanna really focus in or hone in on knowing God, to know God. Uh, it's at the top because I believe it's important is everything else flows from there. It all flows from our relationship with God. And uh, the verse, uh, the, the passage that we, we, we kind of hone in on with this is preach the gospel to the poor. And you know, the gospel is simply bringing the good news to our world. It's bringing what Christ has done, His death, His resurrection. Our whole faith hinges on Jesus. Do you believe that today? It all hinges on Christ. It hinges on the fact that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus did come, fully God and fully man. He did die at a Roman cross, brutally died, shed His blood at the cross, and He rose again three days later. And our faith hinges on the fact that yes, He rose again, He ascended to the right hand of the Father. He will return again. And our heartbeat, our church, and the church across the world is hinged on the fact of Jesus, that He came, he died, He rose again, He's with the Father, He will return. Who believes that today? And that is at the heartbeat of the Gospel. It's the good news. It's what we're called to bring to the world around us. How many know it's not old news? 
And a lot of people, there's media, there's, there's different uh, themes culturally that are trying to push the fact that the Bible is old news or the gospel is old news. It's not old news. It was good news 2,000 years ago. How many know it's good news today? It's good news. Whenever it's shared, whenever it's brought out, it is good news that we bring to the world around us. But I want to say today that, that knowing God has a two-part to it. It's, it's twofold in the fact that we are called to go on a journey of knowing God personally and intimately ourselves as Christians, as followers of Christ, whether you've been saved for, for, for one week or whether you've been saved for 50 years, we are called to grow and deepen our relationship with God, to go on a journey of knowing God deeper and further. But then the other part of this mission statement is that yes, we are called to help others know God, called to take that Gospel and take it to our friends, our family around us, our neighbours we live beside, the, the people we go to the gym with and we keep bumping into every time we go there. The people that are at our local cafe, the people that are wherever we go, wherever we are, there are people in our world that God causes us to keep bumping into because He wants to show them His love, His life, and He's trying to get their attention through your life and through mine. We're called to know God ourselves, but to help others know God. Ephesians 1, 15 to 17 from Paul, the Apostle says this, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith, and the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. To grow in your knowledge of God. See, for those who, of us who are saved, this is what we're called to. We're called to grow in our knowledge of God, not just to know about God, but to know God, to know Him. There's a great Hebrew word and it's the word yada. Everyone say yada. Very easy Hebrew word. There's a lot of hard ones, but that one's easy. Yada. And it means to know God intimately. Yada. To know God intimately. There's two parts to this is that there is the, the knowing of God through observation, through reflection, through thinking, through, through knowing of God, through seeing the effects of what God does. All right, how many know that, 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 that you know that the wind exists even though you don't see it with your eyes, you can see the effects of what it does. All right, I've got a basketball hoop at home. I keep having to lay it down because it keeps getting blown over by the wind. All right, I can't see the wind, but I know it's there. It's effective, okay? All right, and so there's an observation of the effectiveness of God. He is there. You know, He is observable. We can reflect, we can know God, Yada, through observation. But the second part is to know God through experience. The personal experience, the personal encounter with the personhood of who God is. And we are called to this as well. We're called to both, but we're called to this part of it. And I love out of Psalm 103, verse 7, he said, He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the children of Israel. See, the children of Israel had Yadah of observation. They had Yadah, observation. I can see the acts of God, the works of God. I can see it. Red Sea parted. Manna dropping out of heaven. My shoes aren't wearing out. 
You know, I can see the yada of experience of God at work. But the difference was, is that Moses had the yada of personal encounter. Moses had the yada to come close to God, to know God intimately and personally. And this is what we are called to, church, to deepen our relationship with God. I wanna encourage us today, for us here and online today, we should never ever plateau in deepening our relationship with God. We should never get to a place where I've arrived. Right? You know, oh, well, this is, this is about as far as I'm prepared to go. It's about as far as I want to go. But how many know there's so much more that's discoverable about our God? To learn and to understand, and yes, theologically understand about knowing about God, but also to know God, to know Him, to come closer to Him. And God is discoverable. And I wanna say today, church, God is calling us to the Yadah of experience, of encounter, of closeness to Him, of intimacy with Him. You and I, we are all called to this. And the story of God, the story of the Bible is a story of God's love for humanity. I wanna tell you today, it's not our story, it's His story. It's God's story and God's story has centred it around us because His love is so powerful and so great for you and I that God's heart is to renew relationship with humanity. Everything we see about the Bible and the story from Genesis right through to Revelation is God is pleading with humanity. He's pleading with us, saying, come back into relationship with me. You're not going to find the fullness of life without me. You're not gonna find the fullness of meaning without me or understanding without me. It's found in relationship. And you and I, we're called to this. And we as Christians should never get 30 years into the experience, 40 years in the experience and just go, you know, I'm done. Never flatten out, never plateau, never allow a season or the last two years to stop us from deepening our relationship with God. As God wants to come closer to us, He's drawing nearer to us, but the choice is for each and every person to say, will I draw near to you? Will I come closer? Will I allow my life to deepen in relationship with you? This is what we are called to. Not just to simply know about God, to bump around the things of God, but to know God. And you know, the word God uh, just dropped in my spirit last October for this year of 2022 was the word refresh. And, and this word refresh, really, um, we had a series in January called Hit Refresh, which was just bringing our hearts around the main thing of what God wanted for us for the year. But you know, if there's anything that's at the top of the list of what we've got to refresh, it's this. It's this very thing of deepening our relationship with God, of coming into an intimate relationship with who God is, a desire, a heartbeat to come closer to Him. And God is is really calling to our lives and saying, hey, draw near, come closer to me. Hey, and I wanna encourage us, don't allow just the busyness of life to get us caught up in just the doing and the, and the going and the toing and froing of life and not bringing Jesus at the centre of this whole thing. See, we all have the same invitation 
to this relationship. Every one of us. It's not just for a leader of a ministry. It's not just for a pastor. It's not just for a life group leader. It's not just for, uh, you know, uh, someone you know that, man, they've got a really great relationship with God that you're friends with and, and you know very well. And it's like, man, that's great for them. I wanna tell you what, it, it is great for all of us. It's not just for those we know around us. We're called to this in our lives. And God wants to speak to us. God wants to guide us. God wants to lead us in our decision-making in our lives. He wants relationship with us. And I wanna encourage us, hey, take up the invitation. Take it up every single day of your life with desire, with passion, not with just tradition or ritualistic notion, but with a heartbeat that says, God, I truly do want you. I want to be closer to you, Lord. I, I want relationship with you, Lord. I want to deepen and know you more. Hey, let's get to December this year and look back at December last year and, and say, you know what? I've grown in my relationship with God this year. My prayer life has grown. The way I read the Word, it's come alive to me this year. The way I'm ministering to others around me, the way God's moving through me, it's grown in this year. Hey, we, I want to tell you, someone could live for 80, 90, 100 years. But the, but the difference with someone, you know, who lives maybe, let's just say 100 years, you don't want to live 100 years having the same year 100 times. Did you hear me right there? You don't want to have the same year 100 times. You want to grow every year. Every year, I'm coming closer, Lord. I'm drawing near, Lord. I'm changing, I'm growing, I'm developing. Why? Because our journey is to become more like Jesus, to go on this journey of deepening our relationship with God. And that really is at that heartbeat right now. I, want, I just wanna say, church, let's put this at the, at the centre of our lives, the centre of our lives as we continue to move forward into this year. The second part of knowing God is to help others know God. I love this verse out of Colossians 1, 28 to 29. It says, Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of the truth. It, is, it has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labour with a tireless intensity with His power flowing through me, to present to every believer the revelation of being His perfect one in Jesus Christ. I want you to say that with me. Christ is the message. Christ is the message. I know there are so many things that can get our attention in this life. There are so many things that can try and grab a hold of our heart, of our mind, and distract us from the one true message. There's a lot of great causes in this life. There's a lot of great things, a lot of good that can be done in this life. But church, let's be the people. Let's be a movement of people that allow Christ to be the ultimate message in our heart. Christ is the message. Because God wants to use you and I. He is reaching the world through our lives. He is pleading to the world, showing His love to the world around us through you and I. And 1 Timothy 2, 3-4 says this, This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all people, Everyone say all. all. All people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. God's heart 
It's for us, yes, His children, His people that are with Him and walking with Him. But God's heart is for His people that are lost as well. God has 7 billion people on this planet. They're all His children. Just think about this for a moment. Over 7 billion people on this planet and He sees them all as His children. And the ones that are with Him, That is fantastic and powerful and great and God is moving in our lives and He will continue to do so. But God's heart also beats for those who are far from Him. Those who are lost. Those who are away from Him. See that love, it's it's exponential. It can't be bottled up. It just continues to flow. It's powerful. And that love for all of humanity is in the heartbeat of God. And I wanna encourage you, this is what I've been praying is that we as a church, we as a people, we would be able to beat with the heartbeat of God for lost people. Beat with the heartbeat of God for those that are around us that don't know Jesus around us. See, I know in the current culture we live in, it's sometimes easier to just back off. I know, I've felt it too. When I've been around people and done life with people outside of the church and 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 you know, just engage with lives and people that are lost and unsaved and don't know Christ. And, you know, sometimes for me even, it's like easier just to go under the radar. Just, just kind of like, oh, well, we'll just do this thing and not worry about the fact of, oh, that I'm a Christian or that I believe in Christ or anything. And I just know there's something wells up inside of me, you know, that says, hey, let them know. Let them know. See, you and I are not responsible for anyone's reaction. We're only responsible to give it, to share, to show, to be generous when we're called to be generous. But not generous just because I'm a nice, kind person. I am generous because Jesus changed my life. That's why I'm generous. I serve because Jesus changed my life, not just because I'm a nice person, I have a really nice personality. No, I serve because Jesus grabbed me from darkness and pulled me into light. Now my life is set for eternity. I'm ready for heaven. I'm ready for all that God has for me, but I'm gonna be used in this life. And I'm not doing it just because I'm a nice guy. I'm doing it because I wanna show the love of Jesus to the world around me. Plenty of people that can do nice things because they're nice people. You and I can do that because we're nice people. Oh, but what an opportunity we have when we show, I'm doing this because of my love for Christ. Because He changed me. He's transformed me. He's changed my life from one way, 180 degrees turned around. I was dead in my sin. Now I'm alive in Christ. Amen. This is the heartbeat for generosity, for serving, for, for taking that opportunity when you're busy and to to sit and share with someone around you that needs to know Christ. You know, I, I just know in the last couple of weeks, I've had just moments where I can just talk that little bit further with just some people, even yesterday, just a conversation with someone, just taking it just that bit further, just from the norm. You know how you get the normal conversation? What do you do? How good's the weather been? You know, it's like, you know, and, and like just all the different stuff that can come in. But hey, sometimes it's just great to just start to flip in the stuff about, hey, who you are, what you're a part of, you know, why you believe what you believe and just bring that through to the table. There is a power to that because God is like, yes, thank you. Thank you for taking the opportunity. Thank you for just letting them know and even in a moment where the, the, the crack of the door of their heart was just open a little bit and you chuck the seed in. 
just threw a seed in there just to let him know that, hey, oh man, I just wanna help you know God. It's changed my life. It could change yours too. And there is a power to this for you and I that really just allows Christ to become the message. Christ is the message. Can I say this? Let's let it be this. Christ is my message. Christ is my message. Every day, He is my message. I'm gonna bring that at every moment I can. Hey, just let this, think about this for a minute. Even it makes me look weird. Even it makes me look out of place. Even it made, it made the conversation that was going really great, now it's awkward. I'll embrace the awkwardness. I'm, I'm happy to embrace the awkwardness if that awkward moment meant you got out of hell and you got to go to heaven. I'll be awkward. I'm, I'm cool with the awkwardness. I'll let it be a bit weird. I'll let it be a bit odd because if I don't take this moment, that may mean your eternity. That may mean God has put me here in this moment right now to be the weird one, to be the awkward one in the moment. But I'm okay to embrace the awkwardness if it means it pulls you out of hell and gets you into heaven and gets you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the answer for our world. Our world is broken right now, hurting right now, looking for hope right now. And if we back away because of the awkwardness, because of the weirdness at times, oh man, we're missing the opportunities. But God can get a hold of somebody's heart in that moment. And I wanna encourage us right now, a couple of key things we need to be doing is we need to be praying for the people we know around us that are lost, that are far from Christ. See, someone getting saved is not a natural thing. It's not natural for that to happen, it's supernatural. It's spiritual. So it doesn't just require natural things to happen, it requires spiritual things to happen. And spiritually, we gotta pray that God is opening the opportunities, opening the doors around their lives. And, and it doesn't matter if it's taken years, 10 years, 20 years to pray for that family member or that, that lost friend that you know that that's in your world. You, you, I wanna encourage you, keep on praying. It's working making a difference. Let's be those that pray for those around us that need Jesus. I've got people in my life I'm praying for. I pray there's people in your life today. And if there hasn't been, if you haven't prayed for a while for someone, hey, why don't we start tomorrow? Let's start tomorrow by praying for those that maybe we prayed before in the past. Let's start that up again. Let's do that again because we're here to help others know God. And the second, as I've just shared, let's take every opportunity to bring Jesus to the world around us. I want to invite Pastor Nick up now. He's going to share a testimony for us. Quicker, can we invite, just welcome Pastor Nick. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, uh, my wife and I, Joe, that was up here earlier, we uh, yeah, lead the youth ministry here, which is just an absolute pleasure and an honour. And uh, just this last Friday, well, just some context behind it, we get all sorts of young people here on a Friday night. Um, and at the moment, to be honest, the past probably six months, we have an influx just from our schools, from Caloundra High, from Meriden. Uh, most of these teenagers, they do not know anything about God. And I'll be completely honest with you, most of them don't even care about God at this current point in time. But they have an environment 
where they get to come every single Friday and we're just privileged and, and consider it an honour. And my heart's just been so thankful. Praise God they're here on a Friday night and not at some party right now doing something that maybe they're going to regret the night after or, or, or the day after. And I'm just so thankful that they still come every single Friday. And it's just the power of God. And I'm guessing this sense of community here. And, and let me say, it's pretty rough sometimes, but we do it because we love teenagers and we want to see them come to know God. And we had this moment um, just on Friday where we had life group night, where everyone gets into their life groups, different ages uh, and, and specifically their gender. So I had essentially grade nine and 10 boys and uh, all the other leaders had different crew all over this building and outside. And we're just sitting outside and there was about 14 or 15 uh, rowdy grade 10 boys. They're all about 15, 16 and uh, they're rowdy. They come in on their bikes or their scooters and they leave on their bikes and scooters. And, you know, sometimes they're out, you know, until later times in the night or early morning and sometimes their parents don't even know where they are, but they come in here. They come for a sense of community and we're just sitting outside. We had this kind of teaching prepared, discussion prepared and, and I, I felt just in this moment for those guys that don't know uh, or haven't been for a bit, I probably just need to scrap that and put to, that, to the side of the moment and just share about God. Just share what God has done in my life when I was 16, when I was 17, and the things I went through and the things I had to push through, but how God encountered my life. And I, I asked a question at the beginning of just like, hey, uh, I believe there's three people in this group. One, you kind of think God's kind of real, but you're not too sure. There's other people that, you, you know, you don't believe in God at all. And then there's those, you know, who you believe God and you have a relationship with them. And most of them put themselves up with the bracket of don't believe in God or not too sure about this whole God thing. Anyway, 15 minutes, 20 minutes go past about just explaining and encouraging them. And they were all, some of the other boys were getting the other boys just like, sure, she's talking. And they, were, and they were like really engaged. And I'm like, this is awesome. Usually they're just like on their phones or listening to, I don't know, 50 Cent. Um, he, he's old, that's not real. Um, but uh, they're in this circle and they're like listening and they're like honestly engaged. And, and, uh, and then I just take this moment, hey guys, do you guys want to know God for yourself? And if you do, hey, you don't need to make this decision. God changed my life. He can change yours as well. And, and in this moment um, that I had, um, you know, as all their eyes are closed. And I was like, I just want to pray over you. And you can pray a prayer too, just to start this journey with God. And six of these boys who just rocked up that Friday night, put up their hand and said, I want Jesus in my life. And my heart as a pastor, like for young people, I'm just like, this is why I'm doing this. This is why we're doing this, church. And, and I had this one guy, it was his first night. His name was Oscar and he came up after me. He's like, hey, hey, Nick, I just wanted to thank you for that. I, I was actually one of the guys that put up my hand at the beginning and saying, I don't actually believe in God, but by the end, by the end, you convinced me then and I want to start this relationship with God. And it was this powerful moment that I'm like, come on, people need Jesus, church. And we have an opportunity, so I want to share that with you and be encouraged. It's not as hard as it looks sometimes. Sometimes it's just simply just sitting down with someone, telling them the gospel. But thanks so much. So good. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Powerful. So powerful. And as simple as what Nick just brought, hey, it's, it's, it, there's a simplicity to this that we've got to bring to our lives every day. Where are the moments? Where are the opportunities? Let's let this be at the centre of our heart that Christ is my message. Christ is my message today. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Christ is my message. Let it be at the forefront of our heart. Can we all close our eyes this morning?
I want to ask if there's anyone here today or online today that has never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life. And we want to give you an opportunity today where you can. You know, I'm talking today about knowing God. And uh, one of the great things about knowing God is the fact that God knows us. God knows everything about us. He knows everything about your life, your story, everything that's happened in your world. He knows you. He knows you and He loves you. And sometimes people can get caught up with this because they can think, oh, man, if God knows me, why, why does He want relationship with me if He knows everything about my life, everything about my story? But the truth is, is that Romans 5, 8 says, nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. And what that means is, is that God pursues us. He chases after us because He wants relationship with us. This is what we were made for. This is what we were created for, is to have relationship with the God who made us, who designed us, who gave us purpose, gave us gifts and talents, who gave us our personality, who, 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 who placed that inside of our lives. And, and, and He's the one who brings that meaning, that life. It's in Him. It's Jesus. It's Him. And God wants relationship with us. If God knows us, in this moment right now is about us taking a step to know God for ourselves and to accept Jesus Christ into our lives as our personal Lord and Saviour. And if you're here today and you want to know Jesus, you want to say yes to Jesus, I want you to lift your hand across this auditorium. Just raise your hand up and say, I need Jesus in my life. I want to say yes to Him. I want to make this decision to follow Jesus. If you're online today, you can click on the link that's there or click raise my hand and our team would love to talk with you and work with you this morning. But if that's you today and you want to say yes to Jesus, just lift your hand if you're here in the auditorium. Maybe you need to make a recommitment to Jesus. Maybe in the past few months or years, maybe you've pulled back from God and you want to say, Lord, I'm coming again. I'm coming back. I'm going to recommit my life. Recommit my life to you, Jesus, as my Saviour and Lord. If that's you, just lift your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to pray this prayer together. And I want to encourage us, just pray these words after me. If you're online today, stay with me. Pray these words with me today, wherever you are in your living room. Right now, we want to pray this together. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin and my past. I accept you today as my Saviour and my Lord. From this day forward, I am born again into your kingdom and your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we put our hands together and honour anyone who prayed that for the first time today? Maybe online, who prayed that for the first time today. That is incredible. So, so good. Pastor Johanna is going to come up soon and let us know the steps of how we'd love to help you on the journey of knowing Jesus. But can we stand to our feet, church? I want to go back through, make room for you. Let's just sing and worship and I just want to pray for everyone as a church.